Howdy friends and welcome to the Full Disclosure Farming Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm a business school graduate turned farmer's wife. And I'm Joe. I'm a college dropout with a master's degree from the University of Hard Knocks. Together we run several successful farm and ag businesses. Let's get brutally honest about all the issues facing our generation of farmers and ranchers. Hello, party people! What's going on? How are we doing there, podcast peoples? Oh, uh, we chased cows this morning. Yeah, I came uh, downstairs to get JJ ready for kindergarten, and I looked over the kitchen sink window, and there was two fast deers wandering around the driveway. And you did your thing. I always you make that noise. Ah! Ah! Like, ah there's ah, cows out. Ah! And uh, so the top cows were coming out of the bottom cow group, and bottom cow group. That was just shit fucking. Caddy wants absolutely us. terrible. So. Uh, and, and, of course, we just got our second snow of the year today, so I got to run my ass around in lacrosse boots in, in five, four or five inches of snow. Um, thank you to the CMAX guy that stopped and uh, shoot the cows out of the road while you were not around. Oh, I missed that part. Um, yeah, so that was bullshit, and then we are very excited. We're getting started with maple season things, um, service some vacuum pumps this afternoon, got propane tanks out of the woods, and... We're ready to rock it. So today we have Mr. Ryan Hanft. Hanft, Hanft yeah. Hanft, okay. Newly made entrepreneur. Let's hear about yourself, I Yeah, guess. so we're going to um, quiz you with an elevator pitch, which is for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, you get in the elevator with some billionaire at a hotel, and he says, tell me about yourself, and hits the button for the top floor of the hotel. So you have that 30 to 40 seconds to introduce yourself to him make an impression you know impress him whatever message you want to get across the purpose is that you don't have 20 minutes to go on about yourself so hit us with an elevator pitch about yourself to kind of quick sidebar all i can think about in this situation is when jim carrey and liar liar got in the elevator and the girl with the huge boobs You've seen Liar Liar, haven't you? No, I can't. Oh my god! Here I am. I'm on this hill all by myself. He gets in the so in the movie Liar Liar, he can't he for 24 hours he can't tell a lie, and he gets in this this elevator and there's this girl, this beautiful rack, and he turns and looks at her and I think he said something like "beautiful rack you have there" and oh he couldn't not and then he's like "I mean, I mean," and he goes "mama." Oh, gross. <laughs> and it was fucking amazing. So that's uh, that's what I have there. But this is the elevator pitch of Mr. Ryan Hill. My elevator pitch would be that uh, I'm spending the first half of my life developing skills, relationships, and experience to generate wealth so I can spend the second half of my life giving it all away. And uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing is that is with uh, businesses that I've developed and things that I love and my passions as far as like farming, or just businesses that the marketplace values, or uh, things that I can build around my f- my family and friends that they enjoy. So that's okay. my elevator. Love pitch. that. I love the part where you said what the market. What did you say? Where the market the dictates? Values. Yeah, what the marketplace values. Like we've said this to people before. Like let the market dictate your path. Like there's a demand somewhere, and you just need to fill that. Like mm-hmm. especially like with the beef. They're like, oh, how did you get into the beef? It's like people asked for beef. That's how we got into beef. People asked for beef. And you like, that is really the skills to be able to like read a marketplace Mm -hmm. to really figure out like what the people want is like a really valuable skill. So I really appreciate that, Ryan. And I, um, I gotta say, I'm really proud. Your, your passion is not 
a business or 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 uh, the farm or it, it's it's finding a business and making it profitable. Like your passion is it, that's a different that's a different idea. You know, like our passion here is straight farming maple. Your passion is to to build a business and make it successful. Yeah. That's it's right different. because your tell your businesses are yeah, all in like three very different yeah very spheres, different. right? Yeah. Like, so I have the welding that I do year round, which we take on contracted jobs or my line of equipment that I sell, and then the rest is seasonal. So farming, like the bee farming on the smaller scale with the show kettle that we do. It comes and goes for you know stressful times of the years and when it's not and we can kind of relax and just put bales in and check make sure everybody's healthy and then we do the tent rental company which when it's you know when you got to make hay when the sun shines just like in farming you gotta you know get it while the getting's good so from june till you know beginning of september that's go time and then you kind of relax and you got a couple here a couple there and then coming in the fall we do taxidermy and deer processing so same thing. When it's there, it's there, and when it's gone, it's gone. So you just kind of grow from there. That's what we do. Um, one of the guys that that I've been very, who's kind of led me to the path, Joe, mm -hmm. uh, who's kind of led me, nudged me, pushed me, pitchforked me, you know, led me, whatever. Sometimes he gets a little aggressive. Um, he always said it's a long cold winter, yeah. and you're like as you said, just what you said. When it's gone, it's gone. Like. You get that opportunity with your show cows, with your taxidermy. You know, you turn away one deer, you're not going to butcher that deer ever again. No. It's both, you know, someone, you know, and they, you, you get the, you know, you get to strike that iron one time. And I really respect that theory on that. It's the same one I think we yeah, have, you know. Sure. So for the folks listening, this is just, uh, you know, you're listening to three people who maybe, I guess, started from the bottom. You know, Ryan had a, you, did, you had an in-job town, but this is. What? In-town job. In job town. No. <laughs> There's three perspectives, and that, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, if you think at the bottom of it, all it boiled down to yeah, is... Yeah, right. This is coming freshly off 10 years in port. Right. Ten years, right. Yeah. yeah. It taught me a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I did but, five years in corporate America, like, doing business management. And then we, like, leapt into both of our, us, Both of our businesses. Our, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, well, the, the convenience store, store yeah. you know. But, but I think one of the biggest takeaways of what everybody just said here is that you get to you get to butcher that deer one time. Like you don't get to do it again. So you got to take every opportunity. Seize the day. Yeah. So a couple just info points. How old are you? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. What is your fi family dynamics? Sibling? You have. Yeah, I am the oldest of my household. There was two brothers. Me and Matthew grew up together, and then I have an older half brother, Justin. Gotcha. So, okay. And where did you go to high school? Uh, Cataraugus in the Cataraugus Little Valley in the town of Cataraugus. Okay, so and then after high school, what did you do? Straight into the workforce, so I went uh, welding. So I took BOCES in, in school. My dad was a welder, so I knew how to weld, and I went straight into the workforce. Gotcha, okay. Your first job was? Welding. API? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You've been there a full time. Okay, years, so okay. Oh, nice. Because I didn't turn 18 until the fall, so I, like that summer after high school, I did work farm, because I worked a dairy farm. Throughout high school too, with the yeah, you didn't be summer after high yeah. school was just work. You didn't you didn't do any other no. stuff. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> I had one summer before I went to work for us in my life. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. That's just what I'm saying because I'm going to tell you right now that you know I did a lot of work and I did a lot of other things uh, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, social. So yeah, social. That was very social. <laughs>
the core questions. This will be the most like formal of the three, and then we'll kind of, I'm sure it'll just slide from there. Um, so what would you tell someone as your best advice, regardless of age, to being successful? To work harder on yourself than you do your job. I like that. That's a good one, yep. Um, so self-reflection, viewing your own personal growth, is that what you're getting yeah, at? Yeah, I feel like the, I wish I would have done it sooner. The things that influenced me to where I'm at today, I wish I would have been, you know, had that around me and been in that environment before. Mm -hmm. Isn't that hindsight's twenty twenty? Like, uh, yeah. can you think of all the things that we do? Like, if we would have started sooner, like, I'm happy it all worked out the way it did. Yeah. But right. If I it was a long damn road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think you know one of the biggest things with the hindsight being twenty twenty, and I often say to myself, if I would do it, if I had to do it again, would I do it? And I say to myself, no, but that's probably bullshit. I probably would do it differently. Differently. Yeah. You know, I probably would have. You, I guess I have that two ways. If I, if everything didn't happen that just happened, would we be where we are? No. You know, you would have, you'd have maybe taken a different path. You know, I mean, right? You can't take one of the steps out and think the end result. Yeah, I mean, you know, supposing Ryan, you, you know, he didn't go to API or he went, you landed some other job and they valued you incredibly. Yeah. You know, would you have, would you have walked away from a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year? you know, job managing or doing, you know, would you have walked away from that? I don't know. Maybe yeah. you wouldn't have, but the chips all fell how they fell, and now you walked away from it, and you're, you know, you're very happy with how this all worked. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, and I think we're going to find in the next, you know, few years, we're going to be like, holy shit, good thing that all happened the way it did. Yeah. Or else, you know. Yeah, I don't sit on that, that topic too long. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would have been nice, but yeah. it's not bad where I'm at. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, the only thing I wish yeah. is I feel like for a lot of years, I spun my wheels doing this. Yeah. When I shouldn't have been spinning my fucking wheels. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. we should have been... Actually making progress. We should have been progressing yeah. well, instead of... Maybe we were, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and right. That's true. The people influencing us, and, you know? And then I think on the same sense, too... I think that the progresses we made when when I was 25 were this big, and the progresses I make now at 34 are this fucking big, huge, and I forgot about all the things that I had to fight through at 25. To, yeah, to you know, I forgot like all the broken shit or all the you know this or that that I completely forgot about, and now I get in my new combine, and I just go drive the fucking thing, and yeah. I get pissed when some dumb shit happens. It's yeah. like, you know, I remember, you know yeah. I remember being in a, uh, my old 7720 combine. It literally boxers, because the AC didn't work, and it was, it was like Ace Ventura and the fucking Rhino. Like, it was dying. Yeah. You know, and, but I, you forget the little struggles and yeah. the fights. I think that's an important nugget, is not to spend too much time in the past. You know, I mean, we made it all the way here, so what's the point in talking about there? Yeah, what? that's why this this podcast is awesome, right? So you guys, what you guys are doing is you're speeding up, and I right. think that's what podcast did for me was listen to them, and you're just for the next people listening, whoever decides to tune in, mm -hmm. you're speeding up five, ten years, right? Right, right. Well, well, you're hopefully learning faster. from yeah. what we we talk about tonight. You're hopefully learning, like whoa. You know, maybe this journey is all right. Maybe it's not so bad. Maybe, you know, maybe we need to do, you know, better and push harder. And maybe it, for the three people sitting in this room, it worked. Yeah. You know? For sure. Well, Jelly Roll just said, remember he had that viral 
quote from the award show that said the windshield is bigger than the rearview yes. mirror for a re reason. I mean, he's not wrong. Absolutely. My thing is, is like, all right, so today we are in 2023, and Jelly Roll is like the, the big dude. But like in 2033, you're going to remember Jelly Roll? Probably a little. You're going to still remember Clint Black? You're fucking right. You're still going to remember right. Clint Black. Like, the guy's timeless. Like, and all of them old guys. Like, Minnie McCready. But, like, still you timeless. You love her and, like, no one else knows who she is. That's because no one is as... <laughs> as cultured as <laughs> you. Yeah, very cultured. <laughs> what is the biggest roadblock or fear in stepping away from your 9 to 5, starting your own business? I've never experienced this. You did and you did. So, let's hear that. So, for me, it was I did... I did uh, sign up for a huge payment while I was in job, right? So I bought this big building and started this big dream that the workplace offered to me. I made a lot of money, and then I was able to pull this big loan okay. with big payment to pay off in a short amount of time. So it was to, yeah, generate enough money. To How far into that were you? So I started working in 2013, saved up as much as I could, and then pulled a big loan for a big shop that I had. Yeah, your out. shop, the one I've been to, the one yeah. you work out of, yep. Yeah, and uh, 2018. So then I okay. signed up for seven years with a big payment every month. That so you got two on. left. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was just generating enough money, but on top of that, I quickly realized that what they what you were – like, since you went to school, they condition you to be scared, man. It's not that scary. It's not. If you can work, it's not that scary. Yeah, you are the school thing. You are conditioned. So, okay, so let's have that conversation. So here's one thing I want to ask you, because you're obviously smart enough to have handled this. What would happen, Ryan, if you got hurt? Are you all right? You know, like if you got hurt and couldn't work, you said as long as you can work, how do you, how does that look for you? Because I think that's a big fear about people going out on their own is if I get hurt, how the fuck do I pay my bills? Yeah, you got to get real smarter. Um, yeah. To make money. Yeah. Well, that was one of the, one of the best things I ever heard in life was if I cut both your hands off, how much are you worth? Oof. That's a really good yeah. Something I remember distinctly, I don't remember where it came from, was to be able to make money without you at your place of business. So like the, so the example was like, okay, a doctor only gets paid when he's seeing patients, right? He needs to be there in order to... That's kind of loose because doctors are... Well, I'm just saying, like the skill, like a skilled yeah. person, like if you're not doing that exact skill, how about labor, this? A hooker only gets paid if she's hooking. Don't use the doctors. They, okay. they get paid all the time. A hooker only or gets if paid. You can't like to go along with those. Like if you can't figure out how to make money when you sleep, you'll work until you die. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That that theory. Yeah. You need to be able to set it up to make money without you. Mm -hmm. Is that insurance policy? Mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. that you build for yourself. I just know I got a little buddy who works in town in arcade who wants so very badly to go out on his own and do it. And I support him. But he does not have the means, if he gets hurt and can't work for three weeks, how the fuck are you going to pay your bills, dude? Like, you can't, you know? And I think that that's the takeaway from this is, is you need to be prepared for that in a very big way. For sure. We've talked about the past. What's on your bucket list in the future, in the next couple of years? One. 
Well, right off the bat, like one of the things that was on my bucket list that I'm actually going to do this year is I'm going to the National Western Stock Show next month out in Colorado. Sweet. Yeah. And I'm not just visiting. I actually got hired to go clip and fit cattle. So oh, shit. That's nice. what happens Dude, when you decide you. to go on your own. Like, you never know what opportunities will come yeah, up right. just because you're not tied down. You're right. No so, shit, good yeah, for you, so man. That's gonna be exciting. It's actually Highlanders, so I'm also learning. I don't that's to, sweet. I don't know how to clip and fit Highlanders yet, but I'll, hopefully I pick up quick. Just but. put your brand right in the side. Just shave that fucker right <laughs> yeah. in the side. Well, I give up on that. Right. No, that's uh, no shit. So you're gonna drive out or fly? We're driving. Driving. Out. Yeah. Good. If I can help, maybe drive a truck with uh, with some equipment or just mm -hmm. ride along. We'll see. But is yep. it the Highland people from New York? No, oh, I okay. don't even know what where exactly they're from. Oh, gotcha. They're from okay. the, the southern somewhere. So gotcha. Okay. Yep. Meeting That's up it. with them and going out. That's a nice drive. Uh, aside from Nebraska. And they're actually. I'm. I'm picking up a cow head. They only boil out of cow head. No shit. <laughs> yeah. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah like I said, that uh, that drive to Colorado because it's. Where it's right at the stock show, stock or no? Yeah, it'll be 24 hours. Denver Stockyard. Denver Stockyard. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's 24. That's right where we went. Yeah. Um, like I said, wonderful drive all the way until Nebraska. Yeah. And then let somebody else drive that motherfucker because <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah, so that's one on the bucket list. And then I thought next would probably be uh, double sales in business over the next three years and then have at least uh, one employee that lives solely off my pay like i hired him and he lives off my work that i've provided that's a cool one yeah yeah that's uh and paying off your shop right that's yes the and meet a nice lady hopefully well i don't know it's a bunch of liberals in denver you might get in trouble there too well yeah hopefully there's sunny there at this stock yeah. yeah they might not be that might not be like a hotbed of like hippies <laughs> Casual questions. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, I don't drink coffee or tea. Me so. neither. None for me. Uh, Pepsi for me. Favorite gun? I shoot a 264 Win Mag. Okay. That's, that's a little, little odd. Little odd one, yeah. yeah. What do you order at the Wait, ice? what's your favorite gun? We're going to all do these, yeah. like, round. Oh, I think it depends on what I'm shooting. Um, I love my 300 Win Mag, but, I mean... I know everybody's gonna give me shit, but around home I'm a six five Creedmoor guy. Just I live that life, and it's the most hated caliber in the world. And so I just like to say that the for the same reason everybody hated Nickelback, they hated the six five Creedmoor because it was popular. Because they're fucking awesome, oh. and you know. Yeah, I, I don't know where the hate came from. For Nickelback or six fives or, or six fives. Nickelback. So did, did you, I also but don't you know, know where the hate came you, from? It's like a whole so thing. Yeah. And like, and it was. It's the, like a whole culture to like hate. Is it because them. his hair was blonde? No, it was because it was because they were just good, and I feel like as a and this is gonna be a podcast topic, but I feel like. <laughs> People will if you're good if you if they can't find a reason to hate you they just fucking hate you you know like you like you know like hey do you know that Ryan Hanft fuck that guy why <laughs> somebody because, because. <laughs> you know like just because people are intimidated yeah. by a success and I mean if you like because I enjoy like knowing why's that's my like favorite thing is why 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 you know we just had this conversation. But, like, I've looked up in a million places, why does the world hate Nickelback? 
And no one can explain and it. And no one can explain it. It's just because, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, the singer, the big back was just like, I just started to go fuck myself. Google just because, said because. Because, literally, you know? Um, let's have that conversation, the why conversation. Okay. About questioning boomers. Yeah, so you guys were talking about your experiences and relationships with your fathers. How yeah. it started out, you were asking why, because you had, like, because you were why? eager to learn. You wanted to understand. And so we'll talk about that a little more. I've been prefacing with, like, this is, it's not that we, like, hate our parents. It's just that we don't understand them. You know, they're like teenage women. Like, we just don't, we don't understand why. And so, like, my dad would do something, and I'm, like, a little boy, and I'm, like, why? Why did you do that, Dad? And, like, the answer was because. It was because. Because I fucking did. What do you got to say about it? You know, and... And the more it went on, what happened? It turned into what? Now you're just endless curiosity. Mm-hmm. Endless. You wanted to know where they got their information and explain to me why, because you were so intrigued to learn because they taught you so much other things. I feel like, why did it stop there? Mm-hmm. If you know so much about that, why did it stop there? So my dad, I would ask my dad, like, why are you doing that? And then as he was explaining to me why he was doing that, I was Googling why is he doing that? And I'd be like, <laughs> wrong. You know, and like, so all of a sudden, we are information superhighway. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, this age of people can be the dumbest, but the smartest bunch of fucking people. The dumbest and has the most easy access to I mean, to you literally can look up right now, like, who invented fucking doorknobs? Oh, and you instantly... I thought about that, like, in the late, like, in the late 1900s. Like, if you were a good theorist... Yeah. How smart you you, yeah. you can make people think you were. You're right. Right. And now. And because now, they had no way to question you. Yeah. Everything is just. Everything, everything can be fucking disproved. Yep. And, you know, I mean, like, like I just said, you can Google who invented the doorknob. And I mean, fucking instantly. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have had to go to the library, grab an encyclopedia, and then, like, chase that information. Like, chase that rabbit hole. Uh, Osborne Dorsey than the 19th century. This is exactly my point. So now I feel like, and, and maybe you were just a tad young for this part of it, but now my dad was telling me something, and I'm just like, you're wrong. No, <laughs> no. And now here's you a, here all of a sudden, you're right. Here all of a sudden, now you have a 25 year old kid telling you you're fucking wrong, and his information is backed by. Google, who fucking knows everything. Yeah, it wasn't even Google. It was Spotify, podcast, all that stuff. Like you could find this so, anywhere, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't just one person. You could go listen to three podcasts, right. three people talking about the same fucking thing. Right. This is no joke. And and so what you what you just said and is very relevant is that I would like to say boomers were theorists. Yeah. Right? They had theories on why this would work and or wouldn't. But they didn't test them? Well, no, it doesn't matter whether they tested them. The fact is... It was an opinion that they developed maybe off of ten other opinions they heard. Right, and then then we all know that people will choose emotion over logic. That's a thing. So then, all at once, you've got this now, our generation sitting there like, but I just looked it up and that makes zero fucking sense. And then, now, all once, now we're offending. Now we're questioning the theories of the boomer logic. Yeah, because the emotion is that, that feels like a personal attack to them. Yeah, you call it an emotion, I call it ego. 
It's well, and they're the same, yeah. really. I mean, I don't think that. Yeah. I, I think tomato okay. potato. Right. I always love sure. to say that. <laughs> um, no, people look at me like I'm the dumbest fuck in the room. I'm like, yeah, tomato, potato. Um, but my point is, and, and, and we very much came to the same theory or thought, is that now we, we, we basically disproved everything that they believed. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you, you're wrong. But then now we go and, and be successful in that. In that with that information. With that information. Improve it. And I don't, one thing that I guess saddens me is that here's a bunch of people, the boomers, that worked really fucking hard and were just, came and watched the news. They didn't have, they, they didn't question anything. If there's a generation of people in the world that never questioned anything, it's just them. It's well, them. because it, they, they didn't, didn't have any way to question it. They didn't anywhere. You they know? can ask yeah. all the questions they want, but they weren't getting answers. Mm-hmm. That's just a super fun theory, you guys. Like, I think we started out questioning our parents because we were the the entrepreneurs, the the us of the world. Yeah. We're like, but why, 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 why? And then our our dad, you know, what I mean, how many times has Jay said why to the point I'm gonna fucking hit him? Right. And but then, but it was all innocent. But then, why had a value all at once? Yeah, and it, it, it comes from a place, right? Well, we were because it's not that our parents were lazy; they they had ambition, they did things. So you were you were curious because they had you had something to be curious about. Yep. It's the same as your son has something to be curious yep. about. But at least you have information to give them. All of a sudden, now we had information, and not to surpass, but we do. You know, all of a sudden, the minute you got a fucking iPhone with Google, you technically knew more than your parents did. Yes. Because there's not or you one... Could, yeah. Or you could. There's not one thing that you could say to your dad or your mom or your grandma or your grandpa... That you couldn't, that you immediately, couldn't prove. immediately prove. Prove. Yeah. And then when we were questioning and shit, they're like, well, prove it. And you're like, all right, here I go. And you did. And, like, imagine how soul-crushing that maybe had to be. Yeah, because, the, I mean, it's we're of the technology generation. Like, we knew dial-up, like, the little spinny phones and dial-up internet, but we also now know cell phones mm-hmm. and, like, high-speed Wi-Fi. Like, so we have a much higher exposure to adapting to, like, technology changes, whereas they spent, like, two-thirds to three-quarters of their lives with the, like, dyno technology, mm-hmm. and now right at the end, it's changing so fast they can't keep up with it, whereas, like, and it's, it's created... Just as scary. Yeah, and it's created us to be highly adaptable, and now add in the access to all of that information, and mm-hmm. no wonder we're all just, like... Yeah, and I think that emotion comes from a certain place, yes. right? From, from, like, us having that information and that that emotion hitting your parents of mm-hmm. like holy shit like we know nothing it, yeah it, it it's because like i think you could go down a rabbit hole there it's not their fault it's not their, their parents fault it's not their parents fault it was just getting by mm-hmm. so somehow or another take it out how, how you may but your parents definitely had as much as my whole situation pissed me off and 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 you know you have your situation. Your parents raised a kid yeah. that's an entrepreneur that that's gonna go out and question, you know. And I mean, there's there's no fault in the fact or no question in the fact that you were raised by good people. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I always want to, like, say that about my, my parents and all the bullshit we've been through. Like, they definitely raised me, and I'm a good person. Right, yeah. You know, so it's not that. It's just, like, 100%, Ryan, fucking ego. Yeah. You know, and, like, I mean, so your dad, your your dad um, welded, you said, his whole life. Yeah. Imagine what your dad's seen in welders. Sure. Was Holy shit. Once ran his own pipeline. So. Yeah, and I mean, imagine, you know, the first welder, how crude they were. Yeah. You know, and my dad talks about uh, um, breeding with ampules. Yeah. You ever know anything I about ampules? About yeah. So, so somehow they yes. cracked glass vials, and, and, you know, my dad talks about he started doing that, you yeah. know, and, and now here all of a sudden, three people come into these people's lives and are like, we're like, oh, we use quarter CC straws now, so thanks for your ampules, but right, and then it eighths, and then and then in the same sense, like, but all of a sudden, you know, he worked his fucking ass off to achieve a thirty percent preg rate, and I'm like, got eighty three on my second year, you know, our first year, you know, when it was like, yeah. and I I gotta believe it was a little soul crushing, right? Sure. I mean, sure. a little sure. like, yeah. you know, I mean. But that's just, a, you know, going with the times, the ability to change. Certainly. Right. And I think the ego comes into play, whereas, like, so in that situation that you're talking about, like, are they able to be happy for you and proud well, of you? I understand where that point is. Or are they still yeah. stuck in that spot? access to things they never had access to. And I don't think, but, I, but I, I like what you said, and I agree with what you said. I, you understand the point of jealousy, and I do too. Yeah. But There's going to be a day when my son can fucking outdo me. Right. And that's going to suck. That's going to be... But then on the same sense, how quickly How am do I going to handle it? How quickly do you circle back to be like, this was the goal? Like, Raise I wanted that. him that to be better yes. than me. That's like, the goal of the American dream. Right, right? and that's the thing. But like, your ego is going to dictate how fast you circle back to that point of pride. So I live with my son the way the way I be a father to him is that I am in a competition that I hope he wins. And the minute he wins, I cheer. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that... When the minute that boy outdoes me, you just won yeah. all the things. I'm gonna step back. Like I've said this to myself in every sense. With with, I just got done listening to you guys the other day when you got done with the sugar shake. Yeah, right? and yeah. You're, you're like, he's like, right, it's pretty good. You're like that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. your whole right. comment. That's right. It. That's it. That's like, it. Like you can say it now, right? And and so that's my thing is right, right. Yeah. And yes, and that's so that's one thing that I think that's lost in that generation yeah. is same team. Yeah, like yes, wasn't the fucking goal? You weren't supposed to just raise me to be only what you were. Yeah, and and wasn't it the was goal to shot me into the, all the opportunities yes. that you didn't have. Right. Like, and, I picture, and, like, a cartoon of, like, he's standing behind you pushing, right? He wants to keep pushing yeah, you forward yeah. past where he was. And yeah. Right. And, yes, and yes. you know, like, that's my big thing is, like, and I, and I can, I, I believe one thing, one quality I have that I'm very good at is I can see people for what they are and who they are. Yeah. And I can read a room. And you know what? Like, if you can freaking watch someone hammer... And I mean, it's why you're on this this podcast because it's like I think our first first ever was the when he did the clinic when you did the the, the clinic. Oh, it had to have been. No, 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 no. But our first like, whew, 
Ooh. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We we um you did your clinic and then you had I think you had the auction like a like a week later. Yeah, so I think it was like and me and her were having a conversation. Oh yeah. So remember when you did the blueprints? I've really been first... fucking yeah, waiting for you to, yeah. to remember where we were at. Somewhere else. And uh, she came to me and she's like, I need to explain to you all of what he just did. And I'm like, she explained to me, and I'm like, motherfucker's got a I'm brain. Like, like, listen, I'm like, look at this, look at this play. I'm like, I mean, we have a cattle fitting clinic where all the youth are coming to his yep, house. Yep. And then miraculously, all of his cattle are going to be on display. Like at the, I'm like, do you see like what Dude, he's doing? I'm like, this is like a million dollar play. And, right and I said to her, and I mean, this this is where I first noticed you, and I'm like. That fucker's playing to win. Like he's he's got it. He's got an idea it's and, strategy. and his yeah. strategy. And what is what we do? It's strategy. Strategy. All it's strategy. all strategy. It is the biggest via by football game, anything, whatever. Fuck you, deer hunt, whatever. We apply. That's what makes us. You know, deer hunters. It's what makes us. It's strategy. No, it is. It is a hundred percent putting chess place chess. Yes. You know, it's playing chess with life. Yes. And what we all have to remember is there's some people who don't have this this thought that, process. That skill, yeah. Okay. And those people are the people you hire. But those people go home every night and aren't playing chess. You go home every night and you're playing chess yeah, it, all it, fucking it, night. Like a for sure, but it was like, I yeah. think this is a good idea. Yeah. And, well, and it was she, but she told me what the fuck you were doing. I'm like... I said to him, I'm like, <sighs> why didn't I think of that? Right. I'm like, oh, I kind of fucking hate him for that. You know, <laughs> like just because it was this hole-in-one, just knockout fucking thing. And that's when I started noticing, like you... And I'm like, okay. And then, so we were talking, and she's like, well, when we did the clinic, which we weren't doing a sale or anything, we just, and she's like, what do you think about having Ryan come do it? And I think, I said to her, and I, this has been like a staple thing I've always said, is there is more fucking money to be made working together than they'll ever be working against each other. Oh, and I'm like, get Ryan. And, and you know what? Like, obviously, it's bloomed a fucking pretty cool relationship. Yeah. And, but now, it's like, you, you just think about that. Like, we saw someone make we a saw move, the move, yeah, and we're like, "That is not that yeah. is not elementary bullshit. Yeah. That is that is strong high fucking high level, you know, fighting for what you want to do." So I want to go back to where Ryan said, "Nothing happens by accident." So there's a quote that I love that is, "Luck favors the prepared," because like we don't believe in luck. Like, we no. know that, like, luck's yeah. not a thing, right? Like, nothing happens by accident. Like, but there are people who believe in luck. And for people like us who are strategic and make moves, we know that if you're prepared and, like, you know, you have your balls in motion and mm -hmm. whatever, like, then when you see an opportunity, you can strike while the iron's hot and then other people call it luck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um... So I hunted with just a real, like, theory on that. Like, I hunted an 11-point buck. I didn't kill that motherfucker, but I hunted him hard. <laughs> and people would say to me, like, well, maybe you get lucky and he shows up tonight. And, like, maybe because fucking every night I'm not in my tree stand, that son of a bitch shows up. Maybe <laughs> because he's supposed to. <laughs> and, like, so, so, like, a buddy give me shit, like, 
you're fucking obsessed with that buck. You hunt the same stand every night. And it's like, I don't hunt the same stand every night. I move the stand so that I'm in the wind the way it should be. But my point is, and I said to him, I'm like, well, I guess I could sit home and try to kill him from my couch. <laughs> or maybe I should go hunt another woods where he's not. Right, that makes no sense. That'll help. I prepared myself to kill this deer, and I still went to the woods every night, jacked up, like, I am going to kill you, <laughs> you know? And I didn't, and I'm probably not going to. But my point is, is that I had more chance because I prepared myself to kill him. Yeah. Than the guy sitting on your couch. Right. And I mean, when you put three tacticams in an eight acre woods, you should be able to pinpoint just where he is, (laughs) you know, but, but like, so everything we do is chess and, and, and just playing, playing it and playing it and it will always pay. But what I don't think that the community sees, or the people see, is the fucking losses. Oh, no. You know, how many, you you said you lost $2,000 doing Just dipping wrong. Yeah, trying, yeah. And, but I don't think that the people see that. You know, I mean, how many times have I, you know, I'd love to say the fake it till you make it thing has paid more fucking bills around here. You know what I mean? How many times? I love the must be nice episode. (laughs) I have a shirt that says that I almost wore it. (laughs) I wasn't on that podcast. (laughs) We should do another one. But, you know, fake it till you make it. I mean, when we first sold five head of beef, we told everybody we sold 15. And we first sold 15, we told everybody we sold 30. And now we are actually selling a hundred, okay? <laughs> but like nobody, and, and like you said yeah. with your tents, what did you say? You said no one would trust you to do a big, big right, thing. Right, to have a wedding explain tent. That. Explain that. Explain that. Explain that. Yeah, I was happy that we grew the way we did in the tent company just because of people I saw that failed, that went into a good business that the marketplace had value for, but they didn't understand that there's a, some sort of trade-off for reputation in that sort of business. Like, not just you're not just going to trust the first-year guy mm-hmm. to show up in his Band. Ford Ranger <laughs> with a trailer, you know, bottom falling out of his trailer to set up your wedding tent yeah. the day before your wedding. Yeah, yeah. You got to have some sort of five-star reputation on Google, Facebook, mm-hmm. word of mouth. Your reputation, I'm sure, is that he will not fuck you. Like, yeah. he's going to... Yeah. Right, they'll, gonna they're going to show up, and it'll be there, and it'll be yeah. nice. Yeah. And that's one thing that goes for everything you do. Everything. If you do, like like us, we do, like, five different things, whether it's the farm or any of the businesses. Mm-hmm. If you fuck up in one and you drop the ball, you can write off all of them. Yeah, it's yep. going to bleed into all your all other... Of them. And unfortunately, with what we were just so proud about talking about with the Google... You can get a bad review from a fuckhead. Oh, yeah. And you can party in a bad fucking way because... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, anyone who's not even a customer of mine can go on Google and leave me a review, good or bad, and I have to manage that. Cut that one. Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah. Don't tell them. And and the thing about it is, is, like, you you cannot win against a a 40-year-old woman who does not have a job and you know, who's, only who's you know, is only hateful to you because you pounded in the tent stake in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Sure. So the marketplace that we all describe and we're proud of, 
can be a scary fucking yes. place, yes. you know what I mean? I saw a taste of it for the first time this year that was out of our control was people dropping off deer. Like, deer processing was number mm-hmm. one that I started to see where people were unhappy with the amount they were getting back, but they were professional butchers. Oh, yeah. Of course yeah. they were. Yeah. But they didn't want to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or we, you know, we were novice in asking all the questions that we should have asked, which that's starting a business. But mm-hmm. people people are so quick to hold the knife right to your throat. Yes, like, yeah. yes. It's like yeah. we are learning. This is mm-hmm. year one. Mm-hmm. Like, But we're not going to not charge a good price for our services because... <sighs> We got you the whole deer. Maybe it wasn't packaged exactly how you were accustomed to, but it's just it's just learning. I think people need to have more, you know, sympathy towards people that want to learn that are doing the business. Right. Correct. Because yes. there is not a lot of people that even want to fucking throw the the, I'm the telling you PlayStation right? fucking controller now, dude. Down to the side. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, the so, number I would have to charge to process a fucking deer is far larger than anyone should ever pay. Whatever business it might be that you're having somebody do for you. Yeah. If you have an issue, talk to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can we make this better Mm -hmm. together as a team? Yes. Not me versus you. Not just you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And try screwing you. Mm -hmm. So. And I think that very fortunately in the beef business, we haven't really encountered that no um i do want to just hit quick on the like bad review thing like i had said this in a previous podcast like your reputation is something that you need to manage and that includes the good and the bad experiences like so but then also word of warning to people who maybe are basing their sole decisions on a google review like oh yeah just because it's on google doesn't mean it's true so it's not well, and I mean, that goes along with any media, social media, any yeah. bullshit. You know, I mean, uh, how many times have you heard a story on the news about this, that, or the other thing, and it was so fucking off base, you know? But I think that as a world, one of the biggest, and this is my enemy, guys, hear me say it every day, shop local. Like, Ryan, us, any other small local business, like, there's a 90% chance that you're going to, if it's a local small business, you're you're going to get a hold of somebody really good. Yeah, they should. You know. My assumption would be that customer service would be better with a small business than with a. And that's no hate on big businesses. No. But my thing is, like, if I was, if I didn't know you, Ryan, or, or I didn't know us, and you you go to a Facebook page or, or your social medias, and you just see somebody you like. My biggest thing is watch passion. Watch it, passion. Somebody who's truly passionate about what they're doing. You or ourselves, you're never gonna leave somebody hanging. You know, you're always you're always gonna make do everything. We stay up at night playing chess, and one of those chess players is. Keeping people happy. Yep. Making sure everything is right. Yes. You know? And how many times have we had a steer where we were a little shaky on? We just had that one. Mm-hmm. And we were, he had a leg injury, and we're like, ah, we don't know what to do here. And I didn't want to ship him to, the to like, the auction. Because I knew I'd get nothing. And I'm like, let's butcher the fucking animal. Let the butcher look at him. He'd dictate to us what he thinks. That animal got butchered. We took the bad half. We took the bad half. Quote. 
quote, and and, and, and we're like, we want, we, we told the butcher, we're like, we want to know when you open this animal up, we want to know what he did. Yeah, like, look at the shoulder and figure out what Nothing. the hell happened. How the fuck am I supposed to just go take him out back and put a yeah. 22 shell in his head, you sure. know? Yeah. So, um, bad experiences. You had a bad experience with a tent. Yes. I want to hear, uh, I remember I got your Snapchats and I just... Because customers can be bad, too. Let's never forget this fucking aura of wonderfulness. So you sent me a Snapchat of a bad tent experience. I'd like to hear about that. Yeah, so we rolled up, and I was late to taking down, but uh, my brother and co-workers were on site, co-owners were on site, and uh, there was a tire fire that actually covered our tent in size and black soot. And it wasn't just our equipment. There was other people's equipment there, too, but... The first thing that pissed me off was the owner didn't come out to admit to it. They waited me to go to the door to confront them about it. Like, if you know you messed up, mm -hmm. that goes a long way to say, yeah. how can we take care yeah, of this? Yeah, sure, sure. That's what I would do. Yes. Because you can't sleep at night. No. You know you screwed something. Right, own up to it Especially in yeah. how they're putting food on the table. So, that's first of all. And then second of all, it wasn't that big of a deal to work with them. They were willing to go after or try to figure out how to get whatever kind of money to pay for it. But what they didn't understand was the cost of the mess up. Um, but as a, you know, in my position, we're going to do all we can to save them money. Sure. We know people make dumb mistakes. Yep. I haven't been perfect my whole yes. life. I've done some dumb shit. Yep. So yep. we tried to, you know, wash it and get it cleaned as cheap as we could. I called five other tent owners to see what they would do. Three out of the five said they would charge them the full cost of the tent on oh. their credit card without even asking. So I oh. feel good that it wasn't them that rented to those people. Yeah, really. Right. I, we only charged them, you know, you know, about 90% less than what those people would have. Okay. So okay. Okay. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So it, it all worked out. And I think, like, as a business owner, if you're not going to, you know, Jump right down people's necks and be respectful about their mess up as much as they should be to you. It goes way better. Um, one thing that I would like to say that I'm proud of our generation for is that, and I've noticed this with the boomer generation, is they are immediately ready for a goddamn battle. Oh, yeah. Like they are oh, ready, they're ready to fight, and ready to fucking throw down, boy. Like, let's get this. Fucking, yeah, like you, you know. say, like, hey, can we talk about this? And they're like rolling their sleeves up. Right, right, right. <laughs> Fuck. You know. So, just like for reference, we're doing some windmill contracting reorganization stuff. Um, they're gonna actually tear down all the windmills in Weathersfield. This is what we've heard. This is what we've heard. Eighty-four windmills. They're gonna tear them down. And they're going to put up 17 to 30 ones that are twice as big. But anyways, I was talking to my dad tonight about how, like, I talked to the lady from the windmill company, blah, blah, blah. And, the, you know, we were thinking we we're going to renegotiate and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it really doesn't seem like the contract's going to be any better, you know. He's like... Them goddamn cocksucking <laughs> motherfuck, you know? <laughs> just like, like whoa, whoa right? holy shit. Like, just, you know. Take it easy. You know, and he just, like, the minute I told him, like, he's ready to have a fucking stroke, yeah. you know? With us, I feel like in a learning point from them, it's like, okay. Don't be so quick to If react. you're not, if, in number one, if you're not a fuckhead, right? Like, if you come at me, like, yeah. you're going to be an asshole. 
We're going to party. It's going to be bad for you, I promise. Okay? Yeah. But if you come at me with a respectful orientation of what happened, and I'm like, okay, we can, we can, we fucking, can make it work. Yeah. We can make this work. We can manage this. And, and so, so I, I have always said this on all my TikToks if I can, like, you're dealing with the best generation of people you can ever deal with. The next generation is, they think they're cats and girls and boys. <laughs> this generation, sheer quality. You know? This so, is it. This is peak. This is humaning. Peak. Yeah. peak. They were peaking. Oh, the fucking <laughs> United States has peaked, okay? That is without question a peak. Okay, we're going to go back to our hot fire casuals. Favorite gun? Okay. You guys did that. I don't really, I don't even really. What do you order at the ice cream stand? Anything coffee flavored. Oh. oh. Oh, so weird. We don't drink coffee. Yeah, we don't even own a coffee, coffee maker. Coffee. You guys don't. Mm-hmm. No. no. I forever did like cream in my coffee, but not as black. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. Ice cream. Uh, fireball, um, cookie dough. I'm a soft vanilla with rainbow sprinkles kind of girl. You are a soft vanilla. Too. Where is your dream hunt? Where's your dream hunt? Uh. You want to go duck hunting. I would go ducking, yeah. We go duck hunting. Uh, Chama, New Mexico, bow, bull, elk hunt. And if anybody has a connection for that, uh, <laughs> ship you fucking, <laughs> ship you whatever you need. Like, and, and I, that, that's, that's fucking either a bull, elk hunt, Chama, New Mexico with the bow or a uh, muley hunt with the rifle. What do you think? I don't know where in Canada. I think Alberta has moose. Oh, you want a moose hunt? With a bow. Oof. Right in. Um, we need to talk about that a little. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But I've only heard from people that have done that their moose are dumb. They are. I don't like dumb. But it's just the it's just that massive. Oh creature. yeah, no, I'm not saying it's right stupid. There. I'm saying it's cool. Yeah. Like I'm just saying like no, 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 for no. what horns me up about a bull elk hunt is like they're smart. This cocksucker comes yeah, in, it's a, dick it's a swinging, contest, right? you know, and here I am like. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, you know, like well, yeah. If you get a moose to walk by you, um, I would, I would do that. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'll saying he might run you over, but right, because they don't, they can't see, they can't well, see right? real well. So, oh, they, they, they're, so they're stupid okay. and blind. We're talking about the bull, or the moose, or the elk. So the elk are smart, but the moose might run you over. Right. The, the, yeah, the yeah, moose they're can't. They're they're not. Yeah. Yikes. If you look at a picture of a fucking moose next to a cow... Dude, they're fucking huge. No, oh, man. That shit's different. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Beer or drink of choice? Uh, I like hard cider. What is it I drink? Woodchucks. Woodchucks hard cider. Uh, Crown, always. A Miller Lights or Crown. Okay. What is a bad habit you've considered quitting? Crown. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put that on like that would be too easy. Uh, Pepsi for me, but I've toned it down a super lot. I feel like that's good enough progress. So I don't drink coffee, um, but I do drink monsters. Energy drinks? Yeah, just one just, a day. Yeah. I'm just very strict day. on myself, one a day. <laughs> and uh, it's Probably usually. Rock stars. Yeah, and but so I've been doing. Like I said, I think like with the calming down of my life, I, I don't have think it's bad for you, Joe. What's I think that? You should stay on. Stay on them. Yeah. Really? Caffeine is not bad for you. Right, but I think the sugar and the monsters. Well, yeah, you drink sugar the sugar-free. Sugar-free ones. The white, the white ones, ones are sugar-free. Sugar-free. They're fine. Oh, they're good. Yeah, you're oh, fine. Good. Let's go get me as a long as you're <laughs> physical, physically active. Well, so did you see my TikTok for the day? 
I, I, oh, I, know I, I went into the woods. Oh, well, I went up into I went into the woods and uh, I grabbed a hundred pound propane cylinder and put it on my shoulder and I ran out of the woods with it. <laughs> and I'm like, if I'm gonna die, it's gonna be right now. You should and, watch Jim Haynes. He's like, I need to just do a fitness check, really. Quick. Yeah, I just need to make sure like I don't get lightheaded or anything. And I I, I ran and I walked. I walked through deep snow about a half mile of the truck and and I feel great now and if I feel like if I was going to have a heart attack I would have so yeah so I mean good shape good for another six months <laughs> yeah, right. you just did your annual doctor's appointment right. and then you did your fitness right right great. so uh, what would you quit I would quit explaining to pe- too much to people that think they're right oh oh I like that yeah. allocating like your time yeah so that's fun because it's not know. anything to do about yeah like about, a physical, like, a physical thing, thing. Yeah, I yeah. think that's something that eats up a lot of my time that I would like to not do. Right. Yeah. If I could be like philosophy-ish, philosophizer. Yeah, that would be a good one for you. Yeah, too, because I'm like an overthinker, overanalyzer. You're like somebody that thinks that you should convince other people that they're wrong. But like, that's, oh no, I do that. I'm bad at that. But it yeah, takes so much energy of you. Reverse like, psychology. The more you explain, the more they think that they might be onto something. If you walk yeah. away, like, okay. Dude, okay. so so, and I'll I'll have this conversation with you. So my this is like the biggest biggest strong point of my counselor therapist woman when I used to see her. We're yeah. gonna have, have her on the show, but that was one of my biggest thing is I am fucking adamant that before I get done with this conversation, I will tell you. you right, will, you're gonna see it my you way. You will see it my way, yeah, yeah, yeah. or we're gonna fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and that's just who I am because of passion. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm very passionate about like, God damn it, are you dumb? Yeah. Like, but so the difference between like you and I, for example, is like I I I feel that way sometimes too. But I'm like an energy conservationist when it comes to spending time convincing other people of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's not worth it to me. Or just she, she ain't give no fuck, okay? <laughs> she lazy, don't give a fuck about what you think. <laughs> the energy conservationist <laughs> is honestly the most horseshit response I've ever heard in my entire goddamn life. Energy conservationist. You lazy, don't give a fuck to change nobody's opinion about jack shit. That's their problem. Right, but my thing is, is like, I can't stand people who are dumb. That's their problem. I know, fuck you both. <laughs> I know what you two are saying, but my point is, is it's like, like, doesn't it burn your ass when somebody, like you said about Cam Haynes? Yeah. yeah. Tell me you wouldn't go and fucking argue with that motherfucker to the ends of the yes. world to prove to him, I love like, it. fuck you, let's fight it. percent of what he does. Yes. Fuck you on that. Yes, and that's, so that's my thing is like, and that's where I get fired is like, Fuck you. Yeah. Like, you don't... And so, this is a bad quality in human beings. I would never in the world walk up to you and be like, you're cutting a deer wrong. Motherfucker, I don't know how to cut a deer. But people have this... Like Cam Haynes, Rogan, yeah. they have this right. theory. Suddenly they think they know how to farm. Yeah. They have this fucking theory that... We know. Yeah. I, I know because because I and then so going back to full circle, Google. What do you learn on Google? You can learn anything in the world on Google. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. So, you know, I mean full circle thought of that is like we were telling our fucking boomer parents, like, you're fucking wrong. You know, but like you know, Google now is in question. I don't think it was ten years ago. Now the Democrats own it and it's all fucky, but 
My point is, is that this passion for what you do. And I think that to argue with a passionate person is the dumbest fucking thing you can do in the world. Agreed. You know, but some people are passionately yeah. stupid. That's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a couple point. more. Okay. This is the longest podcast It is, ever and that's done. fine. If we no, want... it's great. My next question is working with your family. Obviously, we acknowledge that it can be a shit show in our podcast as a rule. Um, so like not interested in the like dirty laundry of it, but like obviously you work very closely with your brother and your f- mom and dad are around with the farm too. Like speak on some of your experiences with that or maybe like a tip or trick for how you and your brother like when you get Yeah, mad, you and your brother's dynamic is Do you tense. just like wrestle and fight for twenty minutes and move on? Oh yeah, has that ever happened? Have you ever like had it out and just it went to town, beat the shit out of each other and went back to work or Yeah. Only a handful of times of, like, our whole lives. Okay. Like, Who wins? I won. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I fucking love it. He will never listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a podcast guy? No, he is, but I'm not. all hunting. Like, okay. All hunting. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'm smarter. That's why I'm strategic. <laughs> strategic. <Yeah. laughs> so, all right, I just get a pipe. Yeah. Fuck no, you. But yeah, it's a, this is a good dynamic that we both have because we both on the same goal and the same mindset, and like we want the same things out of life, but we look at it from a different yeah. perspective, you know. Yeah. So we do come at each other, and like I said earlier, we don't go in the wrong direction too far. Too far. Somebody like, hey, what about this? This is not right, or yeah, this, ain't this doesn't work. seem right. What do you think? Right. Like, Right. So it's a good way to look at it. When you know, like, we can't really offend each other. That's you know what cool. I mean? Like, That's cool. That's I can a get really... after him or he can get after me, and it's like, okay, I need to fucking look at what I'm doing. And That's a cool thing. need to look at what thing. you're doing. So, and I think in a family dynamic, the offensive thing, my family is incredibly offended by fucking anything That's I have to say. That's me and my brother. What's that? That's just me and my brother. But right. No, but I'm the saying, like... The rest of the family's like, offendable. <laughs> Okay, okay. Because, like, I'm just, like, when I walk into a, a family event, um, you're getting me. And I I would love to live up on that hill that you get me always. And I don't care if it hurts your feeling. I'm going to say it, and I think it's funny. Yes. And there's a lot of things that I think are funny, and other people do not think it's funny. 100%. Like, whoa. And it's cool for me to hear that you have a sibling in that wheelhouse with you. Yeah. Who's like, that's my brother, and that's who he is, and I'm cool with that. And you guys can have a, dis- like, not even a disagreement, but, like, a different perspective. And one of you isn't like, he's trying to fuck me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where me working with my dad is like, you know, my dad's like, the minute I say anything, it's, I'm trying to fuck him. Right, because you yeah. and your dad don't carry the same, like, you're on the same team aspect. Right, they carry. right, and yeah. that's so, that's so cool, and I don't think, I mean, I don't think there's many businesses in the United States that have a brother, 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 sibling dynamic that just rock it. Right, that's cool when you can have that. That's one thing sure. I have heard that, that uh, That's not, that's a super cool diamond in the rough. have somebody to do that with. Yeah. I, yeah. I do respect that and I am thankful for that. Yeah, that was actually, somebody had requested that we like chat with you on the podcast and that was their main thing was like, it seems like they work as a family, like really happy and mm-hmm. peacefully together, mm-hmm. unlike the fucking rest of us. Well, yeah, and when you said, you know, about working with family, if I were to have a tip, it would be to no matter your age, if you're 
the child or, or somebody that isn't running the farm or the business or whatever it might be, don't be afraid to lead as an example. Right. Right. That I love that. Yeah. I mean, just this is this is what I'm going to do. Like, this how I'm gonna like do you it. said, like that boomer generation is 100% ready to go all the time in an argument. Just don't. Just don't. Just yeah. Sh just do what you need to do because there's nothing there's nothing that people learn from more than you know results and like just doing what results. you should do yes and i mean looking back on our whole fucking thing how many arguments did we get in that had no result they don't go they, they don't never go anywhere it's just, it's just and you know what, I think if... kind of hurt you after... Yeah, and years. I mean, you know, and then, and then I, so, and I want you all, this is one of them times in the podcast where I want you all to fucking listen. Like, don't pay attention to driving. Just, <laughs> just listen. Oh, Jesus, like, take the wheel. Right? Jesus, yeah, Jesus makes me squeal or take the wheel. So what I want to say about this and is, is this. Um, I would get in knockout fucking drag out fights with my dad. And I mean, me and him would say the worst shit to each other, right? Yeah. I mean, the shit that was said was fucking stupid, right? We both walked away feeling bad about how our emotions yes. took up. And then at the end of the day, did anything get changed? changed? Yeah. Fuck no. Not a fucking thing. And then a week later, when you start talking again, you know, you're like, oh, okay, all right. And I think, like you said, Ryan, and I think that's a wonderful power that you have and also my wife has, and I do not possess at all, which I'm willing to admit that, is that walk the fuck away. Just be like, I'm sorry you feel that way, to now is not the time to discuss that. And I you, wasn't always that person. And, and, and I, right, and I am now better than I've ever been. For sure, and that's a journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like I'm single. Trust me, right. I'm not a gem. Right. And I, I don't think we've ever really been maybe in two or three like serious arguments. Yeah, we don't fight. I think I got full of fighting with my parents that I didn't even want to fight. Just so I was wore out from yeah. that. And but, my like cool cucumberness is like it's very hard to get a ride. I gotta fuck up hard, like big time. For my blood pressure to even like Right. And I mean like I I knew that I pushed the limits of hunting the last two days of muscle over <laughs> season. Because because she doesn't say bitchy shit. Like, she don't. Yeah. Like, you say some shit under your breath, you just tell me what the fuck you think and we'll do that. And she, like, didn't say anything under her breath, but made, like, a like a little poke. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> season needs to be over. <laughs> I ain't gonna get fucking divorced. Right? Like, we are in the wrong realm of shit. Yeah. And, uh... We have a different dynamic where we don't, and we that's the stay in your lanes yeah, episode. Like, get the that. fuck out of my way, I'll get the fuck out of your way. Yeah. And, like, we've actually been a little criticized by my parents over that. My sister, just for like a topic, would be like, My sister would be like, Hey, uh, do you have any beef left? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah and and, and yeah, yeah, and so, and then, like, and then my mom would be like, They don't talk to each other. Like that, she would just say like this nasty that like they don't fucking talk to each other. Well, and it's maybe like, when they get together. Well, I mean we do, but I don't talk about. I don't, I don't fucking care if we have any beef left. She do you think like do you? I mean, she wants to know because we need to pay the bills. But like, how did the corn yield? Good, bad. Yeah, I don't that's know. It for me. You know, like, hey, what are you putting in over to 
if we had to update each other on all of that information every day, we'd have no time to conversate about anything else. Which is exactly why we don't. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, like, like if we didn't talk about, if we talked about farming our whole life, we would not talk about what you're doing or what, like, we like to see what other people in the world right. are doing. Right, Jay, doing whatever. Like, and now, and I just want to say out again, like, now... All of a sudden, this podcast thing and the TikTok thing and the Snapchat thing and all the things are being a thing. And now we talk about, like, hey, I got a message from so-and-so and, and unfortunately heard about another farm suicide. And we, you know, we heard about another this and that and, like, all this shit. And it's like, now we feel like our lives are consumed with the people in the world, the farmers in the world that we care about. We are out of drinks, woman. Okay, take you want to pause? Uh, yeah, we right. Well, no. So uh, one of our big pillars on this podcast, as you obviously know, is mental health. So talk to us a little bit about your marathon training and running because I I haven't ran a lot, but I know that that's a very mental game. Yeah, it's just something I got into because, like I just said not that long ago, is I had trouble controlling my emotions in life, and I think that was the environment that I was around. That's what I kind of grew up with. I mean, no, like throwing shade at that that's just what I grew up around so mm -hmm. I didn't have any directions towards controlling that type of thing and it bled on to other people around me mm -hmm. and it yeah I lost some friends probably lost some business lost some relationships so that's something I wanted to change um and through running like you just it just sucks right you just out there and like I tried doing it without like any music or anything like that like it just let the suck suck so and then on top of it you're you're treating yourself good because you're getting in physical shape and it feels good the whole time there's nothing fun about it other than you're sorting through your thoughts with nobody but yourself and there's something to go along with doing things that most people don't do that feels good so it's another one of those things like yeah working super hard towards whatever you want in life puts sets you apart but then if you're in good physical shape on top of that like you're treating yourself right that's the top of the top i think i gotta give you a lot of respect for that that and i feel that he seems like a cold water bath guy you should yeah, do that oh yeah i got some videos do you do it a white motherfucker <laughs> 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 you do do it? I have, yeah. But and it's how not, is it's that? Winter. How is that? Yeah, like, like I got ice in my veins. Like I don't flinch. Like, but is it? I love is it. it amazing? Yes, okay. I love it. So other than I've had cellulitis and like more fingers than not, and those fingers take hours to come back. So I keep my hands out. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> in there bathing. <laughs> yes. So. So I enjoy all of that theories, Ryan, I really do, because I'm the go out when I'm pissed and beat the fuck out of myself and be not pissed when I come home. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a similar train of thought. Yeah, no. His version is actually like a, like a physical betterment at the same yeah. time. And I like yeah. that, like, let the suck suck, because I think a lot of people have this disillusionment that they can go through life avoiding things that suck. Yeah. And that's yeah. just simply unaccurate. If you yourself, like, pump a rock star or that pre-workout, and you put some motivation in your ears, and you go fucking run five miles, you did nothing for yourself. Go sit with your shit in your head and go run. Mm -hmm. Or work out. That sucks. So, and I mean, the one time I did it, and I wish I would do it more, so we were rebuilding our one Maple Woods, and all the tubing, because of COVID, came up on back order, and they're like, we don't know if you're going to have tubing to make syrup for... 
Yeah. That, the whole year. Brand new fucking trigger house. No tubing. Yeah. Not good. Mucho fucking <laughs> not good. Oh. And I left that night, remember, with a 30-pound dumbbell, and I ran to Yogi Bear. Carried a 30-pound weight and just started running. And I ran, and I ran all the way to Yogi Bear, and then I did pull-ups on the fucking swing set for, like, as long as till I couldn't feel my arms no more. Yeah. And I was in pain for days after that. (laughs) But, like, I, there was not a way I was going to sleep without bombing something that night. I was so mad. So when you run, you run with no... Music, not all the time, but yeah, you you have to. If you're pissed or you whatever you need, you yeah. go run with no music. Yeah, that's cool. I have rage just... ran before, but I'm not much of a runner mostly. Just me, but you don't actually run until after mile three, is when you just catch a gear. You're just coasting. No shit. Yeah, yeah. That every time it's like after mile three you ran. But I'd never, I never stretch, I never warm up or nothing. Thursday, it's fifty. I feel like I'm stretched, ready to go when I go. Yeah, fuck it. For I'll, life, I'll use the first three miles to warm up. Right, like that. So that's, you know, one of my biggest things with our deal is like you, you, you better be ready to go right now. Like if somebody tells you tomorrow morning you got to go, you got to go. Like that's it. We actually had this conversation last night, and um. And I don't know what it would have brought me onto it, but like I wondered if I wasn't a farmer, whether I'd have made a good Navy SEAL. Mm. You know, because because my dedication, because I won't stop. Like you, you will fucking kill me before I stop. When I set myself to do something, that's it. You know, and I I like that aspect of the running and thinking and going because maybe that's the outlet. You know, and. and, Let's throw it out there. I fucking ran until I actually broke my hip. Well, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. fucker got broken hip. I thought I, like, I was listening to these guys, and I was like, don't let the pain tell you to stop. Like, you're just being a bitch. Don't have any excuses. So I thought, <laughs> like, it's just an excuse not to run. Right. And I actually ran until I couldn't even walk. Oops. It was kind of stupid. Right there. <laughs> it was stupid, but it was uh, it was what it was. So, do you only run, or do you do any other kind of workout, I or do you just run, got, like pre- predominantly? I do a little bit of like workout besides run. I hate lifting weights. Yeah, and so that's for me. I think if I were gonna do anything, it would be pull ups and run. Yeah. Because I enjoy like that. I don't know. The lifting weight thing is just. Really, I loved when I lifted. I don't really feel like I. Um, I think like, for me, if you if you eat halfway decent, you can drink all you want and run. You fucking have half a six pack. Yeah. That's it. It's all. That's it. It is you a full body good. workout. Yeah. 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 I have gotten a an in a, like a, like an exercise bike just because in the in the half marathon I like half tore my Achilles. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the doctor, but I knew. And I tried running afterwards, and I'm like, this is just gonna get worse. Like, so I got smarter from breaking my hip because <laughs> <laughs> I can't like now that I am self-employed, like you said earlier. I can't, right. That's I can't the thing. You can't, and that's so that's one thing that like scares me or whatever, you know. But like, I just feel like you know people um. Oh, what did that Clay Moden do? The bike thing. Where he bicycled all the way or whatever. It's like a triathlon. Yeah, well, I don't know. But whatever. But like people it. are, you know, everyone's like, well, I could never, I'd never want to do that. I'm like, I'd kind of like to see if it would kill me. Well, you just You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. today, running out of the woods. And not, like, in that respect. But, like, I just really wonder. The challenge. It's, yeah. Well, for me, it's like, I really wonder how the fuck far I could go. 
before I decided no was it you was don't it do thing. that you know yeah but you you can't do that so like the only thing I ever did when I started running or even when I jump on the bike now is I have it set before I go and you don't let yourself down like, okay I'm doing five miles or I'm doing eight miles or I'm doing this and I'm not coming back until it's done you can't you can't let yourself down if I said that's what I was gonna do you have to finish it. so I, I don't know. I guess this is kind of like a little bit enlightening for me, a little bit because I farm this way, I make syrup this way, I cabin cows, I do everything I do that way. Like if I told you I'm going to finish cups tonight, that's why. Like, what time am I? What, when am I? When, it's over. when am I getting home? Yeah. That's why social media is great. I feel like half the reason I'm on there is because mm-hmm. I put into the world that this is what I'm gonna do, and I can't let you down. Now. Right. I said I well, was that's do it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect segue into our last little segment here, which is on manifestation of, you know, dreams and goals. And then also like just trying to stay with like a higher energy, a more positive energy um, to help you kind of craft the life that you want. So for me, right offhand, it's just uh, like the environment, like going back to the environment I grew up around, like we would have to come up with nine solutions for a problem that didn't exist yet. And... Yeah, I hated that. I'm like, why don't we think of nine ways that this could go right rather than right. nine ways this could yes. go wrong. And so for that. me, that's how I think. Like, if you're looking for opportunities, that's all you're going to see. If you're looking for problems, that's all you're going to see. Yep, yep. That is that is a wonderful, uh, and that is what, what I feel like I grew up with. Well, you know, what ifs. Yeah. A lot of what ifs. Well, what if, what if. What if it just goes all right? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of my anxiety and struggles have been with that. The hours lost over shit that never happened. Right. Right. Talk or never about, would happen. Talk or, about what we would do if this happened. Like, what has it yet? So what yep. are we talking about? Right. You know I mean? so right. No, that's a wonderful theory on all of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're back to that allocation of your time, right? Like, you're not allocating time to argue with stupid people allocate your why time. Why are you arguing with yourself or why are you, why are you putting yourself in a wrong right. situation? Right. I mean, we manifest, you know, what we want. And I think that a lot of people underestimate the power of that is just by like speaking to and about something, putting it out into the universe and just admitting that it's a goal of yours instantly makes it more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think if you speak it and you think it, like that's what's going to happen. Your environment 100% controls all outcomes. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, did we miss anything in your notes that you wanted to make sure that we talked about? The well, best pedigreed Angus beef or the highest quality show cattle? Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, wait, that was what I was going to say fight. earlier. That's what I was going to say earlier, is that he should come back for the show cattle episode. We should, who's that? I with? just started something. We don't have one. So... You obviously know that's like a fucking... Oh, fuck like fucking This is Joe's Roman <laughs> Empire, right? Is the show cattle are stupid thing? Just... And I, I don't have... I, I, no, I, I, I want to defend my fucking empire of this. Is that... And I, I, I think I'm going to get the same response. Is that we turn show cattle into Build-A-Bears. Because I think that show cattle should be the best pedigree beef cattle. Yeah. Beef is just a this or that. So yeah. 
You're saying. What would I rather have? Yeah. Well, obviously the beef, because they make money and there's money on show cattle. <laughs> Perfect. I pick show cattle, so that's our this or that's that. That's our this or that. <laughs> and then, stay tuned for our No, and I think, I think we definitely could have, hell, we should come back for that, yeah. and we should definitely sit. And better, comfier chairs with crown more, <laughs> more abundant. You should have brought it out. Right. And <laughs> and we should have this conversation because I, I think we'll likely land in damn near the same place. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. You know, yeah. that I mean, I mean it's, it's they took something that was really good, like everything that America has. It took yeah, because really you're dabbling a little in the show cattle. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Take, I took my. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I took. One of our really good production and Angus sold cows. them for seven hundred dollars. No, and, then and we didn't bred it oh. to like a really nice show bowl and mixed both worlds together to get something that kind of goes both ways. You took something that was really nice and brought it to be square. Useless. <laughs> 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 All right, dude, it's so funny. I just want to say this. So one thing that we've really capitalized on is buying show cattle rejects. Yeah. Because if you motherfuckers just deem this cow not good, it's worth zero dollars, okay? Like, oh, it's, it doesn't have enough hip and tone or whatever you people say about rib and flex or I don't know. Yeah. Whatever whatever you people say, I'm, I'm classifying you, I'm, I'm profiling you people, whatever you people say about these fucking animals, and we're like, we don't want it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll give you like 400 bucks for it. Like, that's so good. Meanwhile, feeders at Canandaigua are bringing $900 a fucking piece. And so we buy them. But what's funny is, like, we go out in the barn right now. And, like, one of my good animals that's you know, productive <laughs> yes. um, is, like, literally two feet taller than this fucking Build-A-Bear that sits next to him. You know, it hasn't died yet. I'm surprised. Like, <laughs> the little one? The little one. I'm like, when I, when I went and got that, it. That one has COPD. When I went and got it and brought it home, I'm like, you're going to die. You're gonna fuck. Those are for your people that want a hole on a budget. Hole on a budget. <laughs> a hole on a budget. Yeah, like normal Angus cow hangs at eight fifty. This one four eighty three. <laughs> Look at the deal you've got. Yeah, right. All right, we're All done. Right, that's the end of her. We'll see y'all next week. Shop local yankeebeef.com and Hickory Hill. Yeah, Farm. plug your social medias and stuff and yeah, people oh, want to oh. follow you. Yeah, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, spell, either Ryan Hanft or Hanft's Hickory Hill Farm. Yeah, spell it so that they can. H-A-N-F-T, okay. Hickory Hill Farm, or Ryan Hanft. And uh, thanks to Joe and Erica for having yeah. me on their their podcast, their platform that they've developed. These guys are awesome. they got a really good thing going on, and they're, and they're going to raise a really good son that I hope to someday as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you and That's JJ have uh, the um, same taste in music. Same taste in music. Yes, yes, yeah, very same taste in music. <laughs> And uh, very likely the same taste in women. Probably. Probably. (laughs) And also, Facebook's for boomers, I feel like, now. Marketplace? I feel like Marketplace is it, and then after that, it's just for boomers. Or business pages. Business. Business pages, yeah. Yeah, We sell a lot of beef on Facebook, but from with that being said like facebook is is definitely oh, they a boomer they, it's, oh. it's, it's they uh, share and send and... <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn kids that are social media scrolling on facebook <laughs> you know share the yeah. same shit all right people all right, later <laughs>